Hello, this is Rob Brogan calling from New York. <laughs> Hi, this is Josh Windish receiving the call in San Francisco in the San Francisco area. <laughs> totally natural phone conversation. <laughs> that's how that's how I answer the phone. I don't know. That's how I do it. <laughs> yeah, you you announce your name and your location. <laughs> Right, right. When I pick up the phone, I'm like, oh, who's this? I don't know this number. And I just go, hi, this is Josh Windish answering the phone in San Francisco. How may I help you? I mean, isn't that how computers talk to each other over the internet? They're like, hey, this is device name XYZ located at this IP address. Yeah, Requesting yeah, your webpage, please. That's true. So that's we're true. just becoming like our machine overlords. Right. Just trying to assimilate yeah. to their culture. Yeah. I, I, I watched that uh, Joe Rogan interview with Elon Musk. Oh, I, the uh, one where he's smoking pot on the... Yeah, uh, which, by the, the way, happened for like 10 seconds. But I watched okay. the whole show because I, I used to listen to his podcast. Um, Wait, how long? So how long was that show? Well, you know him. They're like an hour and a half. They're more than an hour and a half. They're like okay, three hours yeah. long in a lot of Some cases. Some are three hours. This one was only an hour and a half. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But, uh, I, yeah, I used to listen to his show um, like a couple years ago more often, but I would cherry pick it. I would skip over all the MMA episodes and listen oh, to yeah. all the like neuroscience episodes. By the way, that kind of irritates me that he doesn't just create a separate feed for his MMA show stuff and just why do, why do some podcasters decide to just throw everything into one feed and just... You know, well, I mean, I can't speak for him, but I, I think like maybe his approach is like you're tuning in for him and like that's just his that's who he is. Those are his various interests. Right. OK, I guess it makes sense because this show, the whole show is he's, called the Joe Rogan Experience. Yeah, it's him. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, all a, part he's a part of man of many faces. It's all part of the Joe Rogan Experience, man. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, what was I saying? Oh, oh about Elon Musk. Yeah, and yeah so the this weird intro that we just came up with, um, Elon, among many things, was talking about his um, shit. I forget the name of it, but it's this um, this uh, neural neural leap or something neural connection interface that he says um, he has a team of people working on. It's like a little side company. You know, he's got a million side companies, and. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> He's, um, they're kind of talking, Joe Rogan and he, about uh, what they think of artificial intelligence and like if the singularity will ever happen and stuff like that. And he's saying that really it's uh, machines are getting more and more advanced. Uh, we're kind of running into a problem where it's more about the interface and the input. Like machines are super powerful. And if you think about it in a way, the, <clears throat> the cell phone makes you a cyborg with a cell phone in your hand you have pretty much infinite memory capacity you can look up anything on wikipedia that that kind of way if you think of it as an extension but it's not right. built into you so you don't think of it like a cyborg but he's saying that you know this is basically just going to eliminate that lag that you have between your eyeballs and your brain and your thumbs typing out a message to basically just the computer feeling what you want to do and returning the result that you wanted so it's all about reducing that gap between the machine and human yeah and he says yeah i admit you know it's, it does seem pretty creepy um and he doesn't want a world ruled by machines but he's saying that there's going to come to a point where it's uh if you can't beat them join them <laughs> <laughs> so answer your phone like a dork 
at all yes, times because that's we're just gonna join him like now. Mm-hmm. Just announce my location every time somebody uh, wants <laughs> my location and everything about me. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's fascinating though. So what were we gonna talk about this episode? So I was gonna I say. Know, uh... Well, I was going to say, we were talking earlier about um, Barcelona, because I know all of our listeners, uh, all of our listeners went on vacation to Barcelona recently, so we wanted to, we wanted to do this while it was really relevant. Yeah, relevant to you, the listener. Because all of you listeners went on vacation all at once to the same place I did, right? I'm sure of it. That's great. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, I wanted to m- mention the fact that I'm, I'm just getting over getting sick again for like the hundredth time this year. So I don't know if you're going to hear it in my voice at all, but I had like a fever of 101 yesterday. And uh, I'm, I'm coming off of that because every time I travel, I get sick. Have you seen, uh, <clears throat> you ever think about becoming a bubble boy? <laughs> you're talking about the seinfeld episode where he's like the, yeah. the, the bubble and george gets mad at him and um i'm sorry moops is not a word <laughs> is that was that what it was he tried to play yes, like moops yes. or something and it was clearly like i don't know i can't remember the details of the the episode but bubble boy is a is is a good one but yeah to, no uh, i to protect him from getting sick i'm this close man from just just getting in the bubble just crawl up in there. This is just awful. I don't know how anyone can travel and not get sick. I every time I get on a freaking plane, I get sick. So what's your hypothesis for how are you getting sick? Well, I mean, obviously like the the plane like anytime there's plane travel involved, like I'm probably going to get sick because there's so, so much So if you take a road trip or a train or something, well, Doesn't I don't happen. know about a train, but because um, I feel like a train or a bus would have the same probability of getting sick as a plane, because it's it's really the same thing. It's just different methods of transit. But uh, I know. But if I take a if I do a road trip though, which I've done a few times this year to like SoCal or whatever, that's like a six hour drive or whatever. Uh, and also no time zone differences, which is a big thing. Um, I can handle the road trips without getting sick. It's not just hmm. traveling in and of itself. If I had a private jet, maybe I wouldn't have this problem. So it's a matter of luxury. <laughs> uh, you're, you're, you're allergic to, to being a poor commoner in the economy class. I just want to say, though, not, not just getting sick. I, like, I am astounded by how miserable air travel has become. Like, it really is bad. Nobody complains, because, I mean, what, what's the alternative? Your private jet? I, t- I don't think nobody complains. I think a lot of people complain. <laughs> I mean, no one's complaining to the right people, clearly. Right. Nothing's well, I, it's just... about this. Because here's the thing. Here's what I noticed. I'll tell you, actually, the moment I realized that <clears throat> it's gotten worse. And, and maybe it was just the airline that I flew on. It was Norwe- Norwegian Air, which... Yeah. I've heard good things about actually, so it's not like I, I don't think they're they're a horrible airline. Maybe they are. I don't really know much about them, um, but I knew it was different because I was I was trying to sleep on the plane. Like for weeks in advance, I thought, okay, I'm gonna try and set myself up for success for this trip, so I can sleep. You built on the an plane. aluminum cabin. You go to sleep in there every night. <laughs> yeah, I simulated the process. 
from start to finish. I several times like I just sat in a in a little tube for ten hours. Your wife's bringing you dinner on shitty little trays. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I really wanted to make a really wanted to prepare myself and practice. Um, by the way, little tangent side note: there is a guy. This all shows a side note. I know that's true. Um, there's this guy who does YouTube videos that are the exact length of the actual travel. Like he he does, he puts cameras in the window of of like the plane. And records the entire flight from start to finish and has it unedited nonstop from takeoff to landing to like locations all over the world. Do, do, you, do you get the cabin sound effects? So, yep. Oh, yeah, no, no. And he actually has an inter- a, a camera aimed at the inside so that way he can switch to it like when they bring meals and stuff because like, he'll switch to that camera and then he'll switch back to the window view. Like, you Imagine can get- sitting next to that guy on the flight. <laughs> I know, right? Just let me set up all my camera gear. It's like, um, yeah, taking out like three GoPros, getting some duct tape. <laughs> I got to find it. I got to find the YouTube channel. But there's... um, but. All and I, I was That's, just kind of thinking like when Google was like when when execs at Google look at this stuff are they just like oh god this is just what have we created yeah what have we created like what a huge waste of space but I kind of that's what I love about the internet because unlike the physical world it's truly unlimited yeah so when you have unlimited space you can make all kinds of garbage it's just. There's no reason, yeah. like, why not? Like, this podcast right here, we're just, you know... Right. <laughs> recording a conversation. It and, doesn't and, matter if anybody listens to it. And I, I should point out, somebody also made the point that, okay, yes, uh, when it's put on YouTube, since a lot of that is repetitive stuff anyway, like, a lot of... They could probably compress it, so it's a lot... It takes up a lot less space. Oh, yeah, the MPEG compression, where it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you only update the pixels that change. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, well, I, would, I would think there's not a whole lot going on. It's just clouds, so. Well, to see your airplane videos and up it a uh, train video, there are, someone is recording all of these uh, subway or mass transit trains in Tokyo, and I fucking love it. I, I'll put it on in the corner while I'm working, and it feels like I'm back on, because you went to Tokyo, too. Yeah. And there's, like... Those sounds of like the doo doo, like really yeah, distinctive. The, I love transit sounds. Ah, me too. That and bring, the little, just just like a smell, it kind of that sound can bring you back to that vacation. It really can. I mean, how much of a city's identity is like tied into like the mass transit? Like that's such a yeah integral part of like a, a place. When, um, when when I went back to to, to Barcelona, sorry to to get back on topic, but when I was sorry to get back on for, topic, that should be the name. <laughs> Of this podcast, actually. That should be the name of it. Sorry to get back on topic. (laughs) Sorry to get back to the point of all this. Brilliant. Uh. (laughs) Do you realize this is... And you know what? This is this is episode two for two, at which point we make each other laugh so much that we can't even talk. No, I know, I know. Uh, okay. Uh, so, so so yeah, um yeah. to get back on topic briefly and we can go back to the tangent. Um <laughs> but <laughs> I should write this down. I should write this down, because I'm never gonna listen to this again. <laughs> well you're gonna edit it. 
Yeah, you know, editing. Loosely. Yeah. <laughs> it's not your forte. <laughs> anyway. I like to just um, leave it all uncut. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I um, recap for anyone other than us who doesn't know me. Um, <clears throat> when, when I got married, my wife and I went on honeymoon to London and Paris and Barcelona. And I've lived in Barcelona for a little over a year. And I also stayed there kind of like with a host family for a month before that. So I've had quite a few experiences in Barcelona, um, like in my college years and right after. But, you know, it's been a long time. And kind of like what we're talking about with the subway sounds, I don't know what it, what started this in my head, but like a few years ago, I was just thinking like, man... Why, where can I find a website that just plays back all of the like the announcements for every stop in Barcelona? You know, when they're like Proxima Parada, Pared, and and so I couldn't find it anywhere. I searched all over, and I found like a couple of like random clips that someone had done, but not as comprehensive as what I wanted. Anyway, when I went on my honeymoon, I did make a point to use my iPhone uh, voice memo to record uh, plenty of samples of the train. And um, I used that and some other stuff with New York and, and uh, Japan also to fill in kind of some transitional sound effects on uh, this old podcast I was trying to do called Letters. Um, really, that was kind of like a, a more of a project for me to just find a way to use my all these voice memos because I like to record a lot of ambient sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, anyway, I just, I remembered that I really wanted to hear the Barcelona subway. So while I was there, I made a point to do a lot of recordings, but I'm surprised that I had such a hard time finding it online. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I do want to get that, uh, that YouTube channel or whatever it was that had the, the videos of the public transit. Cause that is awesome. Also, you just reminded oh, yeah, me we'll of put something. all this in the show notes. Yeah, totally. People love show notes. Um, the other thing was. It's funny you mentioned that about wanting to record the names of all the stops because I was telling Vanessa when we were in Barcelona that uh, I kind of just wanted to ride the train to hear the, how they pronounce all of the stops so I would know. Catalan sounds really cool. Yeah, no, it is cool, and and I was like, I was like, man, I just, I, and and also like, I want to know. I just, I don't want to sound like an idiot if I'm like trying to communicate with someone about the name of a stop, you know? Yeah, you're like, I, where is uh, Avenue Diagonal? There's one. There's Diagonal. one that came up. A, there's one that came up a couple times. It's definitely not pronounced clot, but clot, clot. See, I knew it was probably yeah. that, but I El was just. Clot. But but we were just we were actually just playing up like I don't know I don't know if ironically is the right word, but we were just kind of playing it off with ourselves like to to intentionally pronounce it really American and bad. Like <laughs> yeah. oh, we're gonna get off at clot, <laughs> at clot, and then we're gonna <laughs> get some tapas. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, uh, no, back to what I was saying, though, about the airplane. Yeah, yeah, the tangent. Yeah, so I realized how much worse it was because in the weeks leading up to our flight when I was preparing for it, we were at Bed Bath & Beyond. Was this one of the stops that, you know, that we had to make because I wanted to get a good travel pillow, you know, one that I could actually Wait, have a chance oh, of sleeping for some reason, I was thinking your plane stopped at Bed Bath & Beyond. Oh, no, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I just wasn't paying attention. Okay, was, so you're looking for a travel pillow. It, it was a Bed Bath & Beyond with this whole airport attached to it. In fact, that's the Beyond. 
the airport. <laughs> Layover. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, anyway. No, I went to a Bed Bath & Beyond to look for a, a travel pillow. And we set up, like, this this mock airplane scenario where, like, I had a tray table in front of me. Because I had this... this, this uh, I found this travel pillow that converted from a regular miniature pillow into, like, a neck brace pillow. And I thought, this is perfect, because I can try the lay-on-tray-table technique to sleep. Because it's like oh. we, like you're in school or whatever. You want to lay on your desk, you know, and yeah. put your head down and sleep when the teacher's boring stuff happening, you're that kind of thing. You're just done with algebra. Right, exactly. I was thinking maybe I could do, that, do it that way. So we get on the plane, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to try this. And... You know, the person in front of me, of course, leans back so the, the seat is, is at more of an angle in front of me. And I put the tray table down, and I realized there is absolutely no space for me to fit my head down on the tray with the tray No, it's out. like right up on you. It's right up on me. And I, and I thought the last flight that I was on, I actually did kind of lay my head down on the tray table for a while, and it worked somewhat. Hmm. So this flight, it just had so, the, the, the quarters were so tight in economy that there was no way that I could lay my head down. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, it's just, it was so tight in there that it was like, man, I'm glad I'm not any bigger than I am because I would be screwed. Yeah. Yeah, geez. I know people I, uh... that are like over six feet tall that, um, you know, uh, that, that would just, I don't know how they could even fit. Yeah, my brother, he always has to have an aisle seat because his knees literally don't fit. You either have to manspread so that way they're at an angle mm -hmm. or stick them out into the aisle. Right. Yeah. Um, but that's why I liked the, uh, I was telling you about the turtle neck pillow. Yeah, no, I, I, I so it's funny because you, you told me about the turtle neck pillow a while ago i think or, or no just recently you told me about it vanessa told me about it a while ago and i told her ah that'll never work for me and then when you <laughs> told her about it i went and showed her excited like oh my gosh have you seen this pillow and she went dumbass that's the pillow i showed you and you said it wouldn't work and i was like i don't know why i said that because this looks great oh man you got caught in the trap. <laughs> I really did. She's like, I showed you that. But the no, no, Rob suggests it. And you're like, oh, yeah, it looks great. Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes I don't bring it because it, you know, it's not, it does have a piece of firm plastic in it. So you can't like fold it down to nothing. Right. Um, so you either carry it with you or it takes up a good part of the suitcase. But when I, you know, when I did bring it, it was nice because like you're saying, you can't really lean your head down on anything, so it has enough support. It's literally modeled off of those silly neck braces you see people go into, you know, accident claims court. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, so you can just sit there in your chair and just let your head fall to the left or to the right, and it'll support it enough so that it's comfortable. That is awesome, because that is exactly yeah, the problem that I have is my head falling, like... You know, my head starts to fall, and then it's then you wake up because it's like, you know, don't let your and and it hurts like my neck hurts if my head is hanging there in a weird position like and then it, the the pain from that keeps me awake like there's there's a million things that keep me and if it's not that then there's <laughs> obviously there's like babies crying and there's people getting up and there's there's so much going on that it's just it's really difficult just to other get any people sleep. huh Ugh. other people I know other people. Ugh. Then there's that, and it's like you you can't get away from that. So, anyway, yeah, I I just I, I I it's it's funny because I've come to realize after this trip 
that I I absolutely love visiting new places. I have a lot of fun doing that, and it's it's great. But I hate traveling. I wonder how you can cure that. I mean, traveling is always a miserable experience, but um, yeah, I wonder like if you just took like a tranquilizer and you just woke up in the destination. I mean, that would be ideal. Do you think that'd but be any better? That would be well. It could be unless. I woke up in that destination in intense pain because whatever position that I wound up in was, you know, like, yeah, had. But then maybe you know your first act of vacation is to go get a massage. Right. True. <laughs> Let's check into the hotel and get a massage. Yeah. No, we've actually been Starting thinking. I've been thinking a lot about like how I can improve traveling for me because. Uh, yeah, you this, gotta fix that. I got to fix it. And so the, we, we were looking into all these techniques about jet lag and how to overcome that. And one of the articles that I read or something I think was talking about looking at, so, so basically having a clock or maybe like a, a complication on my Apple Watch or something that shows the destination time in addition to the, the time that you're in. And then trying mm-hmm. to slowly transition your schedule to match that one over like the the week before you leave. So like you go to bed hey, at a different yeah. time and that kind of thing. Yeah, you could do that. I was uh, listening to this audiobook. Uh, I haven't finished it, but it's called Why We Sleep. And this guy <clears throat> talks about sleep, you know, um, like what what good stuff it does for us, you know, our brain repairs its cells and all that kind of stuff. And he also talks about um, the drugs that we take to stay awake, the drugs we take to fall asleep, um, and the phenomena of jet lag. And um, I really, I should listen to it again, because I don't have enough of it in, in my mind to explain it thoroughly. But basically, he said that you can take taking drugs to fall asleep or stay awake, to get around jet lag. Kind of, it's like solving for the symptom. Um, But you're not actually, the problem is your internal biological clock. And the only thing that can change that is really seeing the sun and being in the sun. And um, so he's like, you go from, you know, San Francisco to London and you get there and it's like, I don't know, morning, but in San Francisco time, it's nighttime. So you can chug a bunch of coffee to like stay awake and power through the day. And that might help because it allows you to be in the sun. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of go to bed and just really crash. But uh, he said basically it all comes down to that circadian rhythm. Your body is going to follow the pattern of the sun. And it's going to take you a couple of days because it'll kind of ignore the sun. And it's going to be you know running kind of on momentum from your California time. Yeah. But then eventually, you know, if you can have that kind of daily routine, it'll sync up with your destination. So uh, I think what you're what you're describing, it could help in the sense of it'll help you stay awake. Like if you get there in the morning, maybe you'll be used to like staying up at that time or something. Yeah, that could help. Well, I think so. Basically, what we did when we went to Japan uh, actually kind of helped. What we wound up doing was. We got there, I think, like in the in the late afternoon, so it was like early evening time, and we we went to bed pretty early, like eight or nine, and then slept for like twelve hours, like nice. a- after we got in, and it was beautiful. And I woke up and I felt great, 
And there were a lot of times that I was dead tired in Japan that I remember, but um, but it went a little bit better than this most recent trip to Spain because I, I don't think I ever actually got over the time, the jet lag, like hmm. the entire time we were there. We were there for like about a week. Yeah. And I just never quite got over the jet lag. So I was like miserable, like a good portion of the time. Like, just like, man, I just need sleep. I just need to get to bed. Yeah. I wonder if it's like being on the opposite side of the world, such a big time difference actually helps because it's kind of like polar opposites mm-hmm. when Europe is kind of like you're in between. <clears throat> well, it's, like it's a in between the day different. It's more in between for you. It's more complete for me. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You're a little closer to... Huh. See, for me, like, going to Barcelona was, like... That was, like, an 11-hour flight. For you, it would be, yeah. like, six. Five or six yeah, that's hours. True. Which is yeah. way better. In fact, I almost wish... Man. Like, I, I kind of want to just do... Tra- like, if, if possible, keep my flights down to, like, five or six hours. Like, stop off... You know, like schedule it to stop off at places for yeah. like a day, so I'm not sitting Sometimes in a plane that's for. Too. It could be, because I mean that it could be more fun, visit more places, and I'm not sitting in a plane for twelve plus hours, which is so yeah. miserable. Ugh! It's just I can handle it for like four or five hours, six tops maybe, yeah. but then after that, it's like this flight back. <laughs> I was sitting there and I was like. I sat there for three hours listening to something or whatever, and I was like, okay, we, we got to be a good portion of the way through this now. And I checked the, the duration of the flight, and it's like seven more hours, and I'm like, ah! Oh, man. Anyway. Yeah, well, next time, you got you to gotta fly to New York, hang out in New York for a weekend, and then go on to Europe. Yeah, no, that'd be great. That would actually, be, actually be awesome. Yeah. I'll have to work that out. Um... So anyway, but no, Barcelona was a lot of fun, though, uh, for the times I wasn't miserable trying to sleep. Yeah. So anyway, what else is new? I, uh, um, I've got this new apartment I was telling you about. Oh, yeah. Which I, I, I really like, and um, it's, it's a lot bigger, and I don't know if it's just a fact of having like a nicer place, but I feel more motivated to buy like nice adult things. Oh, really? So, Interesting. Yeah, you, there's this thing that I constantly put off buying picture frames. Because picture frames, what is it? It's this rectangle made of wood or plastic sometimes and a piece of glass. And you put your picture in it and they're like $50. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for for a decent one. I mean, you can go to like Rite Aid or Michaels or whatever and get one for 10 bucks. Um, but that always just, I could not bear paying that much for a picture frame. And so I just never had any pictures hung up until Mary finally got on my case because now we've got wedding <laughs> pictures and stuff. <laughs> so I just broke down over the weekend and went to Pottery Barn and got like $160 worth of picture frames. Nice. But the apartment looks nice now. That's good. Wait, uh, so uh, do you just have pictures in them? Or I mean, like, silly question, yep. but... Put, put pictures in there. <laughs> oh, I don't know, because Vanessa's got the idea. Like, she puts, like, different things. Like, uh, like she frames mm-hmm. different things than just pictures, I guess. Like like what? Um, Flowers? Well, 
now that you now that you're pressing me Seashells. on this, I don't I don't even I don't maybe she doesn't. Where am I getting this from? I'm hallucinating. I have again. No idea. Like I said, I just had a fever of like a hundred, hundred and one yesterday, and today Jesus. I'm clearly not totally better. No, I think what I think what I was referring to is we we just started framing some of our like concert posters and stuff. Kind of. We're not really okay. framing them though. We're just hanging them, finding ways to like hang them with uh Yeah, just forget I ever said this. This I have no <laughs> I just started talking. I've seen people yeah. though frame other things, like other little, like yeah, like, like a playbill from a Broadway show. Sure, that's what I'm getting at. Okay, tickets, like our tickets for concerts and yeah. stuff, and um, and 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 things from travel, like like brochures and pamphlets and all these little things that we like collect and transit tickets, like the tickets yeah. for you go through. She's been like collecting all of those to try and put them oh, yeah, Mary creatively all those. into like a frame so like we can you know display them better and, and stuff like that oh. we've been thinking about doing that so that's that's where i get the idea from but when you asked i just totally blanked out i had this this <laughs> broad level idea of something and then i i totally forgot the specifics yeah now we, we got like a couple of these really big ones to put like the you know, like the key, like wedding photos mm-hmm. and, um, and then a handful of other smaller ones to, you know, we got some pictures of our, our cat and, uh, we previously just had pictures of Delinda and, um, you know, Mary pointed out, we don't have any pictures of Claire. So, uh, printed out some of those, framed those. Oh, know, that's good. It's got the full family up there. Speaking of, uh, pictures, well, actually a couple of things. We actually got a whole bunch of professional photos done while we were in Barcelona um what yeah we did like uh, the airbnb uh, thing the airbnb thing yeah we did that oh i always see that and i'm like hmm, what kind of chumps are gonna pay someone else to take pictures of them on their vacation it worked out really really well though like our pictures turned out fantastic yeah like that one of you guys at the bar no 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 was that wasn't that one, one of them, them? no that was okay because one... i saw that and i was like oh they got someone else to take this picture it looks really nice they're like looking at each other just hanging out with a cocktail that's a really funny story actually because uh we were staying at this hotel the four points by sheraton in barcelona um we were using credit card points is that how they answer the phone four points but yeah exactly hello this is four points <laughs> sheraton located in barcelona yeah yeah exactly that is exactly how they except they might say hola or something you know it's um anyway uh yeah we used credit card points for the hotel and it was like one of the best hotels we ever stayed at. It was awesome. Wow. Because it wasn't too... It was like exactly... Like, so when we went to Japan, we used our credit card points for hotels there. And, and the hotels were fantastic. Like, they were amazing. But they were, like, out of our league. You know what I mean? Like, huh. we walked in and people started, well, like... Isn't that great? No, no, no. Like, it's if you good, can get but, out of your league hotels with credit card points, I would feel baller. Yeah, but it felt like... it. We felt weird because we don't normally go... We're, like, we're like dressed totally down from everyone else that is around and we like come in and people are like oh let me get your bags our totally shitty luggage that we had that wasn't even that was like broken and they're just like trying to (laughs) just just drag this awful bags of shit across the floor (laughs) and i'm just like no 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 let me just handle my own shit because this is embarrassing (laughs) um Anyway, that's what we dealt with in, in Japan, and the hotels were fantastic, and it was great. But, like, in Barcelona, the hotel we wound up getting was, like, it was it was nice, but it wasn't, like, out of our... Le- like, it was total... Everyone was on our level, if that makes sense. But it yeah. was still really nice, and it was great. But anyway, we were staying at this hotel, and we were looking around 
uh, just elsewhere to find a bar that would have like a view of the city. Like we wanted to find ideally a rooftop bar that was like open and, you know, like a terrace or something. And we wanted to find that, but we couldn't, we couldn't really find one that was like nearby or whatever. And I I was just looking around in our room and we, we had like this little, there was like this little advertisement for the window cocktail bar on the 12th floor. And I was like, Oh, I guess we have a bar in the hotel. We should probably just check that out first. So, yeah. So we went up to the 12th floor and it was like this really kind of cool. It it was kind of funny because the elevator doors open and you hear like nightclub music kind of like instantly. It was like, okay. Yeah, kind of, sort of. I mean, it was, it was good. It was good music, but it was like, you know, it was, it was loud, like kind of club music kind of thing or whatever. So we, we turned Mm -hmm. the corner and the bartender's there, kind of a young guy and uh, and the space was like really cool and and of course the view was fantastic like it was way better than I expected and um, and it was and the, the the bartender there was actually the guy who was like he was a manager at the hotel and had been he took it on himself this project of opening a bar on the twelfth floor because it used to be a gym and they just recently huh. like. I don't know what it was, like a month before they realized we visited. people on vacation mostly prefer drinking over working out. <laughs> yeah, probably. And and there's this amazing view and it's just like you just for people to exercise and look out the window. I guess that's cool too, but um but anyway, so we get there and uh and it's this this guy who is basically his little pet project at the hotel is to make this bar happen. Because they have a regular hotel bar on the main floor downstairs. Psh. No one goes to the main floor bar. Right, exactly. So I'm thinking, okay, this is cool. So we get there, and he's, like, super friendly. Like, he's just amazing. And uh, and and so we kind of befriended him over the week we were there because he was just so much fun to talk to. So we, And then he also, like, would give us, like, free shots with our drinks. Like, he's like, oh, this is on me. I just wanted to oh, wow. try this for you or whatever. And then, like, we, we'd sit down, and he would give us, like, little salted corn nuts and stuff. And then he'd, like, when we ate all those, he'd come back with more and... He was just great. Like, side note: are, isn't corn nuts just corn? Basically, yeah. <laughs> but how do you? But how do you explain that? Like, anyway, we just we had just corn, some salted corn. Yeah, we had corn with salt on it. It's true. And, uh, you know, I think it's because it's like it's yeah. it is kind of like a nut. Like it's hard. It's you know it's crunchy. Right. But, hmm. I mean, peanuts are technically not nuts either. They're beans. Right. Anyway. Anyway, so you so, had a really great bartender. But yeah, no, this is a great. It was a great experience. Like I can't remember a time when I felt like they like people were trying that hard without it seeming like they were trying that hard. Because he was mm. super. He just had this really friendly, like outgoing demeanor that it was like, you know, you 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 saw him and it was like, you know, the 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 party's on. You know, like it's it's a fun time. That's awesome. I wonder. No, it was great. Um, I uh, I'll, I'll let you get back to your main story uh, after I go on a tangent. But <laughs> when uh, <laughs> when I was on uh, the island Ibiza, because you got to say it with a th. Um, right. Oh, right. With my, with my brother. Too. I, yeah. I say it that uh, was this bar that we went to. Partly, we just went to the same bar every day, so he was friendly because he got to know us that week. Um, but I just remember the bartender being super friendly every day. He's like, hey, how are you guys doing? What are you up to today? Where are you going after this? Because we... I... I was like 22. Uh, but that's no excuse, because my brother would have been 32. But, um... 
you know, we would wake up and go down to the bar and, you know, start the day with a beer. (laughs) That's just what you do on Ibiza. You drink all day long. That's awesome. So anyway, go down, have a beer. He's like, what are you up to today? And I remember just kind of hanging out there, talking for a while before we did our thing. And he got us like tickets to Pacha, which is like the biggest club there on Ibiza. It's where you go for like the electronic music. Nice. And uh, he was, yeah, this, just like you described, super outgoing, really friendly. He's like, hey, yeah, let me make you these drinks and, um, you know, tell me what you like, that kind of thing. And yeah, it was really cool. Just really outgoing guy. But anyway, sorry to get back on topic, but yeah. um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, no, if we have to. Right. No, but this guy was, and I guess it was a mixture of that, and also he was, like, super passionate about this bar that he kind of started, and he was, like, trying to make it successful, so he was, like, you know, just really, I don't know, he was really going all out. Nice. Yeah, but um, but anyway, so that he actually took the photo of us sitting out, uh, by that window, and it, it turned out pretty well. Yeah. But, so he um, wasn't the photographer. He was not the photographer. Although now that I think of it, we, you know, we probably could have scored a great deal having him do our photos. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to. I want to. I want to find your photos now because I probably totally missed them. Oh no no! Because I, I saw po- a few from Instagram. I didn't but, post them. Um, I, didn't, I don't, I don't think we really posted them yet. Um, oh, okay. Unless I was gonna save. I was gonna post some on our anniversary, which is coming up on the fifteenth, as like an anniversary oh. post on Instagram because I'm trying to be. You know, um, I'm trying to be, um, what's the word? Millennial? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. No, I'm trying to be strategical. Strategical? Strategery. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. You know that. what bothers me? I mean, this is probably just me because I barely, I'm trying to get away from stuff like Facebook or whatever, but like... I will rarely check Facebook. I open it up when I get a little red badge notification. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, two. What are these two updates? Except and are they bogus I, updates? Yeah, usually it's like someone likes an event going on near you. And I'm like, yeah, oh, God, that one. Yeah. But, um, but I'll, I'll click on it just to see what the events are. And then, you know, I spend maybe like two seconds on, on the wall or whatever, the news feed. And, um, and so, you know, I, I scroll down and I see a couple of pictures, like some of your Barcelona pictures. And then I hit the little like button. And I'm like, oh, wow, these are nice pictures. And then later on in the day, I open up the Instagram here and I'm scrolling through. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, nice pictures. And then I'm like, oh, shit, do I like it? Because I already liked it on the other website. I guess it doesn't hurt to like it twice. Right. <laughs> so, so I like the Instagram post. And also like they're no longer in chronological order so sometimes i see your vacation pictures sometimes i see nasa it's whatever that's and, um, annoying yeah i forgot where i was going with that tangent but i guess the yeah i was thinking that i don't really have like a consistent feed of like here's all the josh updates i mean i could like type in your name and go to your mm-hmm. profile but who does that so yeah. right you just gotta you just gotta get up there in my newsfeed. I kind of want everything to just be chronological again. Like, I, I'm just sick of it being, like, the, the algorithm trying to decide. Like, I just yeah. really just want to see the most recent photos. I know. Literally, the only reason they do the algorithm is for advertising. I know. I'm not a fan of... I'm not a fan of... I, well, the algorithm thing, like, I, I don't care if they use that to show ads, but I, how does that help advertising if it's just to show you your own well, y- y- people's photos? 
they have machines to find out what photos you end up spending the most time on even if uh, you don't like it if you just pause scrolling for like right. three seconds instagram is like getting a heart on there thinking oh my god <laughs> three seconds on this one photo that's like forever in internet time and it goes back to the computer and the computer's like okay great next time let's show him more pictures of birds and so yeah. lo and behold the top of your feed is just going to be front loaded with all this stuff as opposed to chronological because then if they can squeeze in the ads between those things or they can just keep you on there longer and you see more ads then they win right but but now this is my this is another tangent on my philosophy of design because i'm a ux designer i feel that as a user experience designer you should design an experience that is best for the user meaning you a human being so in reality the best experience would just be chronological you you if you imagine if you open the app and it gave you what you actually came there to see Ooh. well maybe that's that what they're great. trying maybe but, that, that's what they're actually trying to do with the you know mm, with the uh algorithm okay but i have, I have, an, I have another explanation on that but i think that instead of giving you what you came there to see they're giving you something that you're also interested in that you didn't know you wanted and you end up spending more time on there more time on there is good for them. It's debatable whether it's good for you. I guess it's good for you if you're enjoying your time, but when you step away from it and you realize you spent more time than you wanted to, perhaps, on that app or that website, then it's not good. And those those little tiny moments kind of add up in the back of your consciousness and you kind of just feel like a disgusting human after a certain point. <laughs> right. um, but back to what you're saying of like, well, maybe it is giving you what you needed. Uh, you know, the robot knows best. I think that's kind of like, um, <clears throat> uh, I don't know. Imagine like you open the cupboard or the refrigerator for like a glass of milk because you just feel like that's what you wanted and that's fine. And the refrigerator's like, okay, the milk is in the back, but first let me show you this tray of cookies that we just made or these, you know, this leftover lasagna from last night that's delicious. And so, yeah, you might, uh, you know, subjectively want that more than what you actually came there for, but you're going to end up turning into a fat ass because this refrigerator <laughs> is engineered to serve you up things that you want over the things that you need. <sighs> oh my gosh, so that is my... a perfect analogy. That is really good. <laughs> and the refrigerator wins because they're owned by Costco and Costco, right. you know, sells you all the ingredients for the food and you got to go out and buy it. Yeah. So that's the internet. Wow. I think you just summed up the problem with like our psychology and marketing all just like in one mm -hmm. little analogy right there. Yeah. I mean, it's been a known thing. And back when I was in marketing a little bit, like before I was a designer, I started out in social media marketing. I used to go to these conferences where they would have speakers um, talking about the best way to scare quote, engage with customers and, you know, get your brand out there the most. And they, they definitely employed just typical psychology language. And they just talked about, you know, like the dopamine effect and giving people what they want, keeping them interested. The longer they're looking at your website or your screen, the more money you're going to make. Right. And I think for the last 10 years, no one really argued with that because they're like, oh, well, it doesn't really hurt anything. It's just a website. 
Yeah. Or I'm having fun. What harm is it? And yeah, now you look at it and you've got new iOS 12 features like the screen time, which I really like. So you really like that. I kind of think it's just... Well, uh, really is a strong word. I'm mildly interested in it. Yeah, okay. I, I feel like I don't need that kind of... like that. That's not what I... I guess that gets at concerns for some people, but I don't exactly think that gets at what we were just talking about, where like I, I know what I want out of Instagram, but it's giving me what it thinks that I want. Like, it's not going to help that. It's only going to help how much you use Instagram, but that's a way top-level issue compared to what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's not going to fix Instagram, but it might might make you use Instagram less. And maybe culturally, Instagram, in this example, would wake up and give people back the regular chronological feed, for example. Right. Because um, the, there would be a, a certain like diminishing returns where they're like, oh, we're oversaturating people. Mm-hmm. We need to change it so that way they continue to find value in our platform and they'll keep using us. But it because seems if like, we keep oversaturating like, them, then they're going to quit. It seems like more of a personal thing, though, a personal decision that's not like to, to say, like, I'm going to only use this app for this amount of time per day. And by the way, Instagram is probably one of the least uh, offenders as far as like what people are worried about. I think Facebook and Twitter yeah, are the the main like big ones that yeah but saying it's a personal choice is like saying that you know your your diet is your personal choice which it is but you know also the united states is like half of us are you know diabetic <laughs> that's true it is a <laughs> because of all of our personal choices but i mean what i'm saying is like i think it's it's more just like i'm just deciding to use my phone less versus like when i use my phone i want it to be better than what it is Yes, definitely. And, that, and, and that's I think, where I think like Instagram and Facebook too, like this algorithm trying to suggest things. It's like, no, 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 I want to use, I, I want to, I want to get something out of this, but I'm not, it's not delivering what I want to get. And just cutting yeah. off the usage is not going to fix that problem. Yeah, I agree. I, but I think I'm at the point of frustration where... You just want to cut it off. Facebook isn't going to change for little old me. Yeah. And I can't affect any change. Um, hell, I work at Amazon, and I can't even change that. That's just a steaming pile of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> well, not Amazon. I'm assuming but... my employer is not going to listen to this. But um, uh, I'm just like, these things, they can't be changed. And so I'm just kind of like at this, uh, what do you call it, revolt kind of response yeah. of like, all right, well, fine, I'm just going to spend less time doing this and play video games more because right. that's healthier <laughs> actually yeah well but but, but anyway to to round off my tangent about the screen time yeah yeah i'm not yeah. saying like it's this, this great thing that everyone should start using but i will point out a couple of things that i found interesting so i'm not really using it to cut me off or it has stats, prohibit though, like right? yeah but i'm using it for the stats because it's kind of cool to look back and see like um or I still haven't figured out where uh, I'm clicking. Okay, so today I have... Where's the thing where it says I looked at my phone? Oh, yeah. Um, I've picked up my phone 85 times today, averaging three times an hour. I also received 160 notifications today. See, for me, 
notifications, the little red badges, start to give me anxiety if I don't clear them out. Mm, so I that's see. another thing that's interesting. I look at like, all right, what, which one of these fuckers are giving me all the notifications? <laughs> and like email was a big one. I just turned off email notifications. I was a little late responding to a couple of people, but they understood. And basically I just check it whenever I remember, oh shit, I didn't look at my email. And right. that's usually like once or twice a day now. Another interesting thing is they set it up, this the downtime, not downtime, sorry, the app limits feature. Mm-hmm. They set it up with um, like limit social media or social networking, for example, and it groups all these, it automatically groups the apps for you. Mm-hmm. I ignored that. <clears throat> and I set limits for individual apps. Oh, okay. So I would look at my usage. Uh, for example, I would look at Reddit, and it would say, like, okay, on average, I spend about half an hour a day on Reddit. So I would set an app limit to half an hour. So I'm not limiting myself. I still have that same half an hour. But what it's doing is when I hit thir- 25 minutes, I get a push notification saying, you have five minutes left of Reddit. Ah, and I then see. And I'm like, oh, wow, I've already been doing a half an hour today. I've, you know, maybe I've been doing more than I wanted to. Right. Um, and then eventually it will come up and say, all right, you've used up all your time. Do you want to dismiss this? And I can dismiss it and just keep using it if I want. But it does kind of throw up that little speed bump that says, hey, Rob, all right, you've already wasted half an hour of your life on this. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to keep going? And And that's often when I'll be like, you know what, never mind. I'm going to, you know, switch to Twitter. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Oh yeah. Something else. <laughs> like that's much better. I guess. I guess it's interesting to think of it in terms of like, because uh, I, I always thought of it as like, kind of like a, a, a this need to parent yourself or something. Like you're you need your operating system to act as a parent. Like you can't do that as more than this amount of times, or this yeah. long. But I think what you're saying is kind of interesting because I never thought of it in the ter- in terms of like time management. It's it's like a it's an awareness tool. Yeah. So it's it's not cutting me off. It's just saying it's is like uh, to use our food metaphor. Imagine if you had like a little bell or something on your on your drink or on your food that's like ding ding. All right, Josh, you've consumed 500 calories today. And obviously if you're still hungry, you're going to keep eating, but at least you have a, a sense of like okay, yesterday I didn't get that bell until 3 in the afternoon. Today it's like it's eleven thirty in the morning, and I've already hit five hundred calories. Right. You know, it it's more of like that awareness of how much you're using, how quickly you're using it up. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Well, I won't be yeah. so down on that then, uh, <laughs> like I have been. Yeah, I would say give it a the the way I would try it out is go to. Um, Open up screen screen time, tap on your device name at the very top. So mine says Rob Rogan's iPhone. Mm -hmm. And then click on last seven days. And then scroll down to uh, your most used apps. And you'll kind of see where it averages for like Telegram, Facebook, whatever. Yeah. And then what I did is go back and click on app limits and add a limit. Um... At the very bottom, where is it? Oh, no. So this menu, it groups them all by categories, and I don't like that. I see that. So if you um, go to other, maybe, or? No, let's see here. Oh, here it is. Back on that same page where you were looking at the the seven-day breakdown yeah. for your phone. 
Mm -hmm. So in your most used, like mine is Safari. Um, I'm not going to limit that, but click on Safari, and then you can hit Add Limit at the bottom. Ah, I see. I get it. Okay. And I would recommend set the limit equal to whatever your average is. So oh, you're not so limiting you're not... yourself. That's a good tip. You're, it's, you're, you're, like, you're not trying to use it less, but what it will do is let you know, like, okay, you're hitting, you know, this is your average usage. Um, so that way you start to notice if you're using it more than average. Right. Do you think whatever it's worth. Do you think it's the same? So, because that obviously is going to be just for limiting it entirely. But do you think it's the same if you're posting stuff versus just consuming stuff? In terms of like, because I, I always think of those limits as being like a consumption thing. Like, I don't want to consume too much of this mm. when I could be doing something else. But if you're using it to like create and post things, isn't that kind of a different, a little bit different? Yeah, I mean, I think that they're they're not monitoring it that on that kind of level, but right, they should. they're not. They're not. Like if you're in Twitter and you have the compose new tweet open, then it should put that on pause. Like that shouldn't count against you. Right. That's what <clears> I think. But because, uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my kind of like I brought this up in other conversations. I think with you or Mike or someone about how. One of the general issues with the cesspool that is the internet right now is that it's a lot of recycling, regurgitating stuff that already exists, and not enough people just putting out their everyday lives and, you know, trash right. podcasts like this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, so. Did we have any tangents that we left unclosed at this point? Where were we before we started talking about screen time? Do you remember? We need to have Instagram, one of those your photos, your your professional photos from Airbnb. Oh, that's right. No, I was just gonna say we had we did that experience and it was it was actually really good and the photos turned out great and um, yeah, I'm glad I'm definitely I glad we him. did that. So yeah, I didn't have much else. Yeah, we I was, were gonna talk about Barcelona for this whole episode and we pretty much talked about everything but Barcelona. I know that's what I was thinking and I was like, man, I wish I could have. Uh, yeah, and then I was I had a couple of thoughts about it too that came up a couple of times, but then we were in the middle of another thing and I was like, I'll I'll shelve that and just uh, talk about it in a little bit and then, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's it's so hard. Yeah. Well, last time we recorded this, it was like two hours. I know that's true. So I think that's that's why we just can kind of we'll we'll keep going. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm trying to think though what what it was that I was thinking about Barcelona. If I wanted to mention anything else about that, um, the food, the architecture. The food's a hard one for me because but but I am because uh, I'm vegan, so I don't eat dairy or meat, uh, so that kind of limits a lot of things. But I will say. There was a surprising amount of really good vegan food that we did encounter. So that was great. I had, we went to this amazing vegan tapas place that was, um, I can't Barcelona? remember what the name of it was. Yeah, it was Barceloneta. Yes, it was Barceloneta. That was the because name the of it. Because the beach is Barceloneta Beach. Yeah. yeah, it was by Barceloneta Beach and it was called Barceloneta. It was great. Wow. So clever. There's a yeah, lot of I, clever names for things there, I've discovered. <laughs> really? Yeah. That was not the first time. I can't remember the other one, but that was a, it was a, that was a clever one. 
Um, but yeah, no, it was a good trip. I was just can't think of um, what else I might have been shelving there from earlier, but I guess, oh well. Well, well, we'll talk about Barcelona next episode. Maybe we will sprinkle in a little <laughs> Barcelona next time. I just wanted to talk about... It. See, the reason that I was, that, that I was joking around about Barce- Barcelona earlier in this podcast is because we had this back-channel conversation with our friends. We were talking about... Uh, you were asking, like, what should we talk about on the show? And, uh, and I think Nick and Mike both were like, well, Barcelona's good. That's, that's topical. And I was like, topical for me? <laughs> just me. <Yeah. laughs> it's Literally like, just you. <laughs> like, collectively, the whole audience just collect, went up and, and went to Barcelona for a week. No, it's just me. It's literally just topical for me. Well, I think the thing is, this whole show is literally just topical for us. That's true. It's not like we're speaking truth to anybody else. But we talk about a lot. I don't know, maybe Instagram or whatever, but... Yeah, no, I think we talked about a good... Oh, and I was going to say, I did create an account on Instagram just for uh, Cora, our our Pionis parrot. And in the week time since I've created her account... She already has 111 followers, and I, my account, my primary account has 566. So, wow! At this rate, if I can keep posting pictures of I her, have, I have 228 followers. Well, you know what you have to do. You just—I was telling you this before. You have to hashtag, hashtag, hashtag. Like you take pictures. Take, I don't want to play that game. Take pretty pictures and then hashtag, 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 and people will find it and follow. Um, you know, and this is really, hopefully no one is, uh, you know, listening, but, uh, you know how it has like the suggested for you section. Yeah. And, um, there's people in here that like, oh yeah, I know that person. I don't even follow it because I just don't think their life's that interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if Instagram is all about cool pictures, right? Right. Uh, by the, speaking of when I travel, like when I'm in, when I'm in Barcelona, when I'm in Japan, any of those places, when I post yeah. pictures to Instagram, I get way more likes and way more new followers from traveling than when I'm back home. Like, when I'm back home and I take a... I, I do see that, yeah. It's crazy. Like, it's amazing. Um, I almost feel like, gosh, if I, could, if I could just travel the world all the time, I could be like... I could have tens of thousands of followers on that. It's got to be somewhat valuable. Yeah. Um... But anyway, so Quora is on track to be way more popular than either me or my wife on Instagram. So, <laughs> and if you want to follow her, it's Quora Pie with two R's. So, Quora, I'm going to do that. Quora PI. Uh, oh. She's a private investigator. <laughs> She's a private oh, I'm investigator parrot. Yeah. No, it's short for Pionis. <laughs> so, that's awesome. And I have an account for our cats. For people who are interested in following animal accounts, it is Delinda the cat, and that might be awkward to spell, but it's uh, D-E-L-E-N-D-A, and the cat. The cat. Oh, so I'm following yep. already. Yeah. Mary uh, named her after the name of an album, and it's actually like Latin for like destroyer or destruction or something, so... It's kind of funny because sometimes she can be a little bit of a destroyer. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, yeah, because I, I think yeah. people just like following animal accounts. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to engage with people. and 
by the way, yeah. one of my favorite Twitter accounts right now is, um, I think it's Pro Birds Rights. Uh, birds Rights Activist is what it's, is the, the name. Yeah. It's a fantastic account. It's a bird that's, you know, just trying to, yeah, pro Fly bird free. rights. It's like bad English and everything. It's like as if a bird were to try and use English to talk about like things that matter to birds. Ah. Um. <laughs> do not assume I want a cracker. I want two cracker. <laughs> um. Anyway. It's it's good stuff. There's a lot of good stuff on there, so check that one out as well. But yeah, I think uh, I think we should wrap this up, Rob. Yep, I was just looking up those uh, subway videos I referred to. I'll send that to you, and awesome. you can put it in our show notes. Awesome. Um, and then I'll try and find the account for the um, the full flight videos. Cause that's kind of interesting too. Yeah. And if you want to, you know, I don't know. Uh, if you want to get more accustomed to being in a plane for hours and you want to just have that on while you're doing other things, that way you can get in the mindset. Or, or maybe, may, I wonder if it would help to play one of those videos um, while you go to sleep at night. Oh, so you kind of get accustomed to it. The sound, like the sound and yeah, the, yeah. you know, when you look out, you look and you see the plane window and like you kind of get this idea that you're on a plane and then you can fall asleep to that normally i wonder if that would help you fall asleep on the plane hmm in theory right i don't know should work hey you can do some experiments on yourself in the future exactly you gotta come back out to new york sometime at least yeah no that'd be great episode three yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right hopefully we'll record before then yeah i hope so all right so let's call it all right, that'll do this it for another episode of whatever we're going to call this thing. <laughs> yeah, Stay tuned sorry for to get more. Back to the topic. <laughs>